<laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Right in the Fields, the only podcast that reminds you of the stuff that you used to be into when you were a kid and you could enjoy happiness without having to have 16 cups of coffee. When we don't want you quite happy about that, we want you to remember when you were happy so we can convince you that the only way to feel that again is to listen to our show. My name is Terry Smith, and with me, as always, is Chelsea. How you doing? What up? This week, we are brought to you by the indie comic Growing Up and the podcast Slovenly Trolls, but we'll get to that in a minute. First, I want to talk about what we've been watching. Chelsea, what have you been watching? Uh, what have I been watching? Squid Games, actually. We're watching really? Squid You're Games watching Squid Games? We are. I was not really uh, thought I was going to be not a big fan of it just because... Someone didn't really spoil it for me, but they were like, oh, it's kind of Hunger Games-esque. And I was like, I don't know if that's really what I want right now in this dystopian world that we live in. Like, I don't know if I need more of that. (laughs) That's a little bit where I was. Like, I've heard great things. I figured out which, you know, subtitles to use so it wasn't as botched when it comes to the translation stuff. And I did all that work because my wife was like, yeah, let's watch it. I was like, you're never hyped about shit. Let's definitely watch it. And we turn it on and, you know, people are getting married. I'm like, you know what? I don't need this in my life right now. Um, so everyone was like, you should watch it, you should watch it, and Kyle, who, we have, like, a whole list of things that we have to watch, right? And he was like, I want to watch, he kept calling it Suicide Games, I said, it's not Suicide Games, honey, it's Squid Games. And every time he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've been watching, like, an episode, uh, a night kind of thing together, which has been nice. Yeah. He's like, we should do this, we should do this more often. I said, I've been saying that, but it just took you being super interested in something. <laughs> and me saying, no, I don't want to, for you to then say, well, we're doing it. <laughs> I, I, so before we get too far, I want to tell everybody, this one is not going to be specific. We're going to talk about what we've been watching. We're going to talk about some nostalgic stuff. We're in the nostalgia season. You know, you have Halloween, you have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas. So it's Christmas. like, like we're hitting you hard with the feels. So we're going to get there. But I I do want to say that it's hard for our significant others to get hyped about stuff because we're always hyped about something. There's always something new that we're getting excited about. It's a new game. It's a new movie. It's a new comic book. There's always something that we're like, oh, this is the next big thing. So I get the burnout of them going, I I just don't give a fuck. (laughs) Literally. And I'm just like, there's so many, there's 50 million things that I want to do. Like, He's just like, let's, I just want to like, please don't talk to me. I want my brain to not work for a second. (laughs) The thing I I've never understood, like, how can you make it through the day? If you're not thinking about like, when's the Marvel movie coming out next? You know, like how how do you make it through your shitty When's Beauty Justice going to air? I need to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like seriously. And my wife's starting to get there now. She, she finally made it through college and she's in her career now. So she's starting to hit the mundanity of like, or nine to five job. So she's like, what can we do? So now we've been watching movies every night when she gets home. So what? right now, like we've had to watch Dune like it's a series because that movie's three hours long. Um, and it feels three hours long. You know, like when I watch Endgame, it doesn't feel three hours long. Dune is a little bit of a slog. Hmm? You cut, you're cutting out there, Chelsea. You still there? that this is more Hold on, you like, cut out there Charles. what'd you say so i'm trying to see dune in theaters i'm trying to wait to see dune in theaters don't so i haven't don't wait you've got a big ass tv you can watch dune at home i do have a big ass tv but mostly i like the sound in the theaters why <laughs> don't, don't have you have surround sound. sound i mean just whatever comes with the tv like kyle has a sound system i just don't think that we ever hooked it up when we moved why didn't you hook it up 
This is just a pain in the ass to hook it up. Like, don't don't go. I, I guess you, I mean, if you want to, like I love movie theaters. Go see it in movie theaters. But it's a long ass movie to see in movie theaters, and it's like half of Dune. So you get to the end of it, and you're like, okay, this is one half of the book. It's good. It's an it's an okay retelling of it. There's a little bit that's I, lost in translation from the book. I recently read the book, and it was a little bit of a tough read. I think it's a fine adaptation. It's a cool looking movie. Dennis Villeneuve is fun. I I have issues with the overall story rather than just adaptation. Like it's really white savior complex. It's the Messiah thing. Um, they're really heavy handed with it, so they do subvert some of those things. This book was not written last year though, so a lot of those things, while they call it out, they don't fix it. <laughs> it's like he's like I Jesus, and and I was like, okay, what are you gonna do with that? They're like nothing. He's like Jesus. <laughs> That's just it. That's just that's the tweet. And of course, they, they you know they cast Timothy Chalamet, and I'm like, okay, we're not even gonna try to change this up a bit. Which I get, like it's a good, it's still a good story. I understand. First it's just all, maybe not quite for me. I think might be the issue. First of all, I love Timothy Chalamet, and I've recently discovered that I loved him. So <laughs> he's really, good. Kind of, like I honestly, I was a little bit disappointed when I when it, I was like, oh, this is a lot about about Timothy Chalamet. And as I'm reading the book, I'm like, okay, that is just what the book is. But I hadn't really seen him in much. Uh, like Call Me by Your Name, I think was the only other little, thing. Little Women. Uh, I didn't see the adaptation of Little Women. You didn't? Mm -mm. First of all, you're wrong. It's good. Uh, Greta, um, yes, Gerwig, Grumberg? yes, Gerwig? yes, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> no, I did see Gerwig. that. No, I did see that. It is uh, good. Yeah, that was good. I forgot <laughs> that came back like, <laughs> like, like, a, like a Vietnam flashback. I was like, oh shit, yeah, I did see that. Uh, oh man, I, I watched too French... many things during the pandemic. I haven't seen the French Dispatch that he's in that came out like the same time as Dune, but it's supposed to be excellent. I did not see the French Dispatch. Um, I saw him in an episode of Saturday Night Live that was very good. He's in The King, which was a Netflix special that I really enjoyed. I did not or Netflix see movie, not really that. A special. I'm looking at my list of stuff because I so because I'm a nerd, I keep a running tally of like movies I've watched and stuff like that. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, no, mm -hmm. I definitely saw Little Women. <laughs> uh he's in Interstellar. I don't remember interstellar very well um well it's because so the only reason that i remember a fun a fun aside the only reason i remember uh interstellar at all really is because when i worked as a bartender it was always on like fx and we had fx <laughs> and so it was just like on one of the tvs and so i would watch it like once a week it felt like because it was just like they didn't have that that many properties and it was always on that is not a movie i think i could watch with commercials <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like the extended with few commercials, whatever. But anyway, he's also in Lady Bird, so. Um, so I recently, I got to find the name of the service. I'll plug it here. I'll put it in the comments. Uh, oh, he, he was in Lady Bird. Oh, man, he was awesome slash terrible in Lady Bird. I also remember yes. that. Another, that movie another, is awesome uh, great Greta Gernwick, <laughs> right? Am I saying her name right? Uh, I'm, I'm going to look it I up so I quit. Uh Greta. I think it's yeah, Greta Gerwig. Yep, yep, Greta Gerwig. Yeah, another Greta Gerwig movie, Lady Bird. So, oh man, Timothy yeah. Chalamet, feeling it. Um, but yeah, he was awful in that movie in such a good way. I I love that movie. Um, I think he was supposed to be awful though. Exactly. You know? That's why I said in such a good way. Like, no, no, no. His character is meant to be a piece of crap. That's why I was like, oh, I loved it. Um, but yeah, he kind of blew me away a little bit in Dune because even in like the sub, like the subdue parts, and like also acting against Oscar Isaac. 
uh is like a little bit of an ask right and like he he yeah. holds his own in that which is pretty cool there's other like a million other talented people in that i just uh, zendaya uh she First doesn't do a lot in the movie though like that's our not... lord and savior zendaya excuse me listen she's pretty much an object of dream catching fanaticism in that movie like there, there's not there's not a lot for her to do she's she doesn't have any scenery to chew up if you will and maybe our line how dare you speak of her this way no that i don't think you understand what i'm saying you're 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 being a piece of poop okay like she is a great actress that's not what i'm saying she doesn't do anything in dune that character doesn't have a lot to do in the first half you son of a bitch Okay. Well, that listen to my words before you fight me. I was not too incensed when you were trying to. <laughs> I'm down to fight you, but listen, I'm, this is not the Hunger Diet. I think Zendaya is a great actress. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> she just okay, doesn't well, have anything to do point. in Dune. Mm -hmm. Do mm -hmm. you haven't watched it? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I haven't watched. I haven't watched. <laughs> no, she's like that. she's mostly in his dreams for for the majority oh. of the film. Fuckface. She's in my dreams too. So recently I was at dinner and I called my wife a fuckface and everyone like like hushed tones went over and of course she's laughing because she also calls me horrible things and they're like, you just call your wife a fuckface? And then my wife stops them dead the church. She's like, listen, sometimes I'm being a fuckface. Sometimes I need to be reminded that I am the ex. <laughs> this, that was fun. Exactly. This is a similar moment. Like I went like this is gonna come up at Christmas and be like, you remember that time where Chelsea's yelling at you about Zendaya? And she's gonna be like, Oh yeah, and then I saw the movie and he was right. <sighs> maybe she'll have a more prominent role in the second one. Oh no she definitely will because it's the second half of the book where the character does more things that's that's how heard, it will go i heard he wanted to do it as a trilogy though not as just no the... no i well not the book not the first story like he probably has more stories to tell with it but that book where like, they left is like first half basically so like oh, the gotcha. trilogy might include other parts of it i guess maybe i'm wrong maybe they're maybe they're gonna amp up the fights that happen in the second one to where like they mm -hmm. last longer, kind of like two towers esque. Yeah. Um, but or there's... my favorite Go ahead. thing to do is to make the second one shorter and just keep it super concise. Yeah. You know, rather than it being as long. Exactly. Real, real short, concise, and then wrap it up. And wrap it up the third, which would make sense because the finale, a lot of shit happens in the final third of of the book. Um, right. Which I didn't really pick up because the, my only touchstone for Dune before reading the book and then watching the movie recently was the the shitty like I guess shitty is a strong word the eighties version of it, um about like uh uh is it David Lynch um the guy who did uh Twin David Peaks Lynch yes it's David Lynch yeah so he did a version and man that fucked me up as a kid <laughs> um. Yep. And, like, his version is really weird, but most of it happens in the back half. Like, it's that it's that third act that really kicks it into gear. So that might be what, what he's talking about. I did see that those quotes where he was talking about splitting it up a little bit more. Sometimes that worries me a little bit. Like, I worry we're going to get something like The Hobbit. But then again, The Hobbit is a couple hundred pages. Like, maybe, like, 150 pages. Whereas in Dune is a goddamn tome. Yeah, exactly. Like, I made the mistake. I got That's the hardcover. Um, cause I was like, I, I don't buy a lot of, um, books that I haven't read before in hardcover, but it was on sale mm -hmm. at my bookstore. So I was like, you know, why not? And it takes up half my bookshelf. And then you were like, ah, yes, this is why. why it looks not? like I have a grimoire just like sitting on my shelf. Well, some would say. It uh, it's like, here's my Necronomicon. 
like I have other books that like are just as long, but I have them, you know, paperback, small print, and like takes up, you know, this, the normal amount of my bookshelf. But yeah, so I was watching Dune. That was an entire process. Uh, I caught up on all of my animated shows that I missed out on during like our busy season. I watched Many Saints in Newark, so we can do our Sopranos episode. I've been watching a lot of stuff. What have you been watching? Other than Squid uh, so, Games. <laughs> so we've been watching Squid Games. Um, what else have I been watching? I started watching a new anime, obviously. Which which anime? Tech Up Destiny. Uh, so it's by MAPPA and Madhouse. And I it was a big fan of Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. Um, and so, anyway, it looks it's super clean. It's, it's set to, like, a lot of classical music. Uh, the premise is super cool. I like it a lot. So, but it's only, like four episodes in or something it's just like a once a week um also the spinoff of inuyasha yashahimi is back on so kevin and i have been watching that Score. once a week digimon ghost game is out it's good it's got a way more <laughs> way more tamers feel yeah that's what like i watched um the trailer for it finally i haven't actually started the series but i watched the trailer and i was like oh i'm getting getting some serious Digimon Tamers feel from this, which is really cool. Again, like yeah. not that I, I, not that I didn't like the reboot. It just what had that classic reboot syndrome, similar to Sailor Moon Crystal, where it's like, Hey, you know, all of like the really intricate character arcs, we're going to take that away. Just put plot and fight scenes because we know what you're looking for from the reboot, which is just like, you want an updated animation, which I get right. that there's a segment of the audience that wants that. I wish they would do a little bit more of a faithful adaptation sometimes because uh, I feel like sometimes they just want to hit the manga so hard with these reboots and they're like, Oh, let's get right. it closer. But I like some of the smaller moments you get from those classic animes. Like recently I, I watched the Shaman King reboot and I liked yeah. it and the animation was cool, but I loved the original anime because they let those those moments like lie and treated it like a show rather than just pure adaptation of the manga. And the manga goes a little too fast in my opinion. So, like, okay. you miss out on a lot of those cool moments. And, like, I think it's the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood syndrome because the <laughs> manga was so much better than that original show. I like the original show, too, but the manga was better and had those moments built in. So when, we, right. when they did Brotherhood so faithful of an adaptation, people are like, oh, you need to do this more often. And then you get something that is too faithful, and you're like, well, maybe you could have improved a little bit. <laughs> Not everything is as good as Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> I shaman mean, king in my fair. opinion is one of them shaman king is as good or is not is not as good <laughs> okay well that's what i figured but i, I just mean wanted it is to, good to and i have a it has a special place in my heart it is not as good as full metal alchemist and i think right. i don't think that's a controversial statement <laughs> no i don't think that anyone would uh try to die on that hill well at least they shouldn't someone's you know uh, so Junja Ito, like recently, uh, last week on the podcast, right, I talked about taking my nephew to a comic book store and them fawning over some manga, and I, I recommended some Junja Ito stuff, and they, there's some adaptations of that that I haven't seen yet, and I'm really afraid to because that is such an amazing, like manga, like centric thing. Like I don't see that horror translating to a different medium very well, and uh -huh. I'm. I'm worried about watching some of those. I know like that ended up on Adult Swim and it went mainstream a little bit when it comes to the the anime. Have you watched any of that? Have you read any Junji Ito? Uh, I have not. I, I are you big into horror manga or horror comics? 
horror is, as we've talked about in other episodes, it's like hit or miss mm -hmm. for me. So not as I'm not like up current on it. If I saw it and it like had gotten some positive feedback that I had seen, I would probably watch an episode or two. But like, it's not something that I seek out. If that makes sense. Right. Not even in like the written form. Um. Yeah. Not even really in the written because it's the same thing, right? Like some like if you told me like, oh, it's so good, you would like it so much, buy it. Right. I would probably like think about it, or I would read it at your house, like start reading <laughs> it at your house, and then like go buy it myself if I really found it enjoyable. Did you, do you, like, read, like, or did you, like, back in the day read any, like, horror novels? Not really, no. No? Never, the, it's never just a not, Stephen like, King household? like, the whole household. genre has just not been my, been my stick. I was always such a wimp growing up. Like, I didn't do a lot of horror stuff until high school. And then, like, Paranormal Activity, weirdly enough, was, like, a big in for me. I watched it with, with a buddy of mine, and I was like, hey, you know, this was really fun like being scared and so like that was when like i did my own like i'm gonna do my own investigation into this and that's where i really fell in love with it and be and it's partly because as a genre horror people are like it just scares and i think it's just like amazing sci-fi and fantasy a lot of the times like that's where they they have these awesome premises a lot of my premises for my story start out from like horror expo like exploration same thing with, like mysteries and thrillers like i think every story should have some mystery element to it because it lets the reader find some fun and try to solve something in the background even if it's actually a romance story or whatever like having a little bit of a mystery and a little bit of intrigue is, goes a long way it's the same thing i think for for horror like horror people think of scares but you also get some really cool fantastical worlds and ideas like you think dungeons and dragons people don't think a lot about monsters but so much of the mythos from fantasy comes from a horror place like even look at like grendel right like it's like oh beowulf goes and beats out the thing but like, like grendel was a zombie you know it was a ghoul right like even dragons dragons are supposed to be terrifying not just like cool looking well, and they are. <laughs> they, they, por que no los dos, right? Um, exactly. Por que no los dos. I also watched uh, um, Promising Young Woman. That was really, really good. Uh, surprisingly good. And just okay. so full of twists and turns. Did you watch that one? I did not. I did uh, not watch that one. So fucking awesome. I, I highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max right now. Okay. Um, definitely go watch that uh when it comes to shows i haven't been watching as much i've been diving deep into the, like the nostalgia pool i've been rewatching malcolm in the middle oh my god yes which classic. is just such Listen. a classic so, i have i have a whole thing about malcolm in the middle because malcolm in the middle is what people think that how i met your mother is <laughs> I know what that they're two. What do you mean? I, listen, I know that the shows are not related at all. Not even a little bit. I but I want to hear this. To, Connect these what dots I have for to me. Say is, Malcolm in the Middle is fantastic, and it remains fantastic. It's not one of those things that like I I get so sick of How I Met Your Mother, and like I think that everyone who stands it and is like whatever, like it's not worth that. Malcolm I stand. In the, middle, the first three seasons of How I Met Your Mother are fantastic television. No, they're yeah, not. They are. They really are. They're not. They're not. You anyway, can't say it objectively. It is a subjective art form. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle is fantastic and stays fantastic the whole time. Yeah, I, I agree, but I don't up. I don't like I don't understand what you say. Like 
they're two very different shows in almost different genres, like or no. different parts of a genre. And also, no one, no one is, no one ever says like "How I Met Your Mother" best show ever. And people frequently, especially like critically, talk about how good Malcolm in the Middle is. Consistently, no, people do say there's. We must hang out with different people because I know people that do say it's the best show ever. I and I say. I, I it's think you, we definitely hang out with different people, but How I Met Your Mother definitely drops off when it comes to sitcoms, especially the you know the twenty somethings living in an apartment together sitcoms. When you, you, know, you think of New Girl, Friends, that kind of thing, it's up mm-hmm. there for me. Especially, I, I think it drops off heavily, and you keep watching it because you already like the show. And plus, it was on a time of prime time where. If you were into a show, you just keep watching it, even though it's not as good because there's not as many things on television to watch, especially before right. on demand, right? Right. Um, I would also, I'd probably put Scrubs on there, even though it's a little bit of a different thing. I'd put that in a similar category. Um, but How I Met Your Mother, those first three seasons, I think, subverted a lot of those tropes when it comes to, like, oh, the men just being men, uh, you know, the, the girls being, like, they're all best friends kind of thing. Like, it subverted a lot of that stuff while changing that up a little bit like it was like friends but it did allow them to be a little bit poor it did allow the relationships to be a little bit more complicated the cliffhanger of season one is amazing spoilers for the cliffhanger of season one of how i met your mother lily the the quintessential fiance and the mom of the group abandons her husband and moves to a different city or her fiance i mean um and that's the big twist of it but they set it up throughout the season it's really great and the girl that did not want to hook up with the main guy because he was too romantic which was a role that the guys weren't allowed to do in a lot of those shows um comes around and was like i do like you but we like different things so they set up this doomed relationship from the start it's really sweet but you know it's gonna fail and like they do a lot of things that shows just didn't do at the time so and I think the show goes way downhill after, like, season two, maybe season three. I think it actually is kind of bad. But I watched it because it was fun. I don't think the show as a whole is great. I think the first three seasons are, though. Does that make sense? It does. It okay. does make sense. I still, I just don't like it, so. And that's completely okay. Again, very subjective. I'm not saying, like, oh, rewatch it. You'll love it. Like, I don't think that's the case. But as a kid growing up, and, I'm, and I grew up watching Friends, and I, I love Friends for what it is is so much more formulaic and it was meant to be again it was closer to a sitcom where how i met your mother leaned into the serialization which i really appreciated they brought back a lot of characters a lot of episodes keep being referenced because it was entering a new time of sitcoms and i I really enjoyed that portion of it and the subversion of a lot of those tropes you got from something like friends i when it comes to malcolm malcolm in the middle is so far removed from that because it is a family sitcom where the family was allowed to be poor, where the mom was the matriarch, you know, like it, it did so many other cooler things, not to mention all the experimental storytelling pieces it did. You know, you get the like the timeline episode where it's like, what if Hal took him? What if the mom took him? Um, yeah. You get things like Francis being a main character, having his like it's basically two shows. You have the older brother who has his own cast of characters. It was almost like a spinoff within its own show. 
Right. Um, which was again genius because when he would show up, it was like a treat. Oh, Francis is with the the boys this week. Like that was so cool and allowed for so much varied storytelling where they would cut back to an A plot, B plot. They didn't have to be connected at all, even thematically. They didn't have any connection, but it didn't feel out of place because he was part of the family. And I just I think that was genius, especially like when they moves to Alaska. Finally, I think is really where it takes off. Not that I didn't like his shenanigans at the school, but sometimes I felt like they didn't know what they wanted to do with it. Whereas when they go to yeah, Alaska. It levels yeah, when up. you have them removed more so, then it's like becomes more of a treat and less of like a yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Plus, like the punishment um, started to make you feel really bad about the mom. Like in the first like two seasons of that show, she is a villain, right? Like you understand why she is the way she is sometimes. Like the boys are awful sometimes. Other times, she's mm-hmm. just being a jerk, you know. Yeah. And that's the other thing too is they allowed everybody in that show to be way more than complicated in a way that a like a I would say lower class if not like lowest middle class family really was. Like when that mom answers the door topless because she just has to get 45 kids ready for school. <laughs> like it's so relatable in so many ways and like Every time they're struggling because they have to miss work or something like that, it was too real, which is probably partly why it came off of the air, right? You know, you can't really sell the American ideal when you're dealing with a poor family. Like, no one wants to buy the vacuum they can't afford when yeah. uh, that family doesn't have a vacuum. <laughs> right, exactly. The whole, I mean, the premise of them being, like, so poor, but also, like, her doing her best, I think, comes across just beautifully. And, and, like, again, so relatable. We've talked about us growing up pretty poor, like, on the show before. But Malcolm in the Middle was one of the few shows that, like, I saw my family in. Like, you watch any other family sitcom, th- there's no relation. Like, In My House, Family Matters was a big thing, right? Obviously, Urkel. Um, but even yeah. something like, uh, um, not not Family Matters, uh, My Wife and Kids. I, my Wife and Kids was another big one in my house. But they were pretty successful in My Wife and Kids. You know, like, Damon Wayans had, like, yeah. his trucking company. And while we loved that show and some of the shenanigans fit, they just, their house was gigantic. Money was never an issue. George Lopez was another one that was pretty close because everybody in the household had to work to survive. Like, the grandma lived there to help out and also worked, you know, stuff like that. Right. Like, that was relatable. <laughs> but yeah. so many of those shows were like, here's the American ideal. And I'm like, I don't know anyone who lives like this. Right. It's like, well, this seems uh, not correct. <laughs> we're part of America. Yeah. Like anytime I would see uh, like a show where like there was a stay at home person, wife, husband, doesn't matter. Um, like that was something like I could not understand that. Like I had no relation at all. Like everybody I knew, even the families that were wealthier in our town, like everybody worked. Yeah, exactly. But so what was, what was uh, Malcolm in the middle for you? I, I did my tirade. <laughs> Um, I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Frankie Muniz at the time. It was like a big, I think that was probably the draw for me initially. And then, like you said, I loved the mom so much, like (laughs) watching it. I just, I actually, so I follow on Twitter, like out of context, Malcolm in the middle. And it was like a four screen caps, um, of when she discovers the porno mags and she like takes them and cuts and puts her face on them and then fucking (laughs) back in the drawer. And she says two out of three. And I just. Every fucking time, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so great. It's so good, too. Like, the amount of times, like, oh. I would see that stuff. And, like, the the seeing her, like, kind of 
pass her aggression onto the kids. Like, again, a little traumatizing, but really real, right? Like, because when you deal with, yeah. like, the Midwest, like, lower lower income households, it's like, no, no, no. No one was happy, right? And when they and when they keep having pregnancy scares throughout the show, also super relatable because that's so scary. It's right. It's like, oh god, what if we have another one in this house? We're like, oh no, make it stop. And like, uh, there's an episode early on, I think season three, maybe season two, where it shows how happy and wealthy they were before they started having kids. Yeah. And that, like, gets me so hard, because, like, before my parents started having all of us, like, my dad was high up in a Budweiser shipping company, so, like, uh-huh. he, was, like he, like, trucked around beer, and my mom was gonna be, like, a, like, a executive in the, I think it was the Meyer Corporation, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, that, like, spoilers, not where they ended up. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> like when you like have kids it's like oh man so many things come up like they they reference that they have to spend less money when they started having another kid but then like when hal tries to help up out at home he cuts back his time at work which leads to a demotion and then no other opportunities because he knows that he can't step up as much so not only is he like spending more of their money but they're earning less and that just keeps yeah. going and snowballing i'm like oh this is too real i don't know if i can finish this episode <laughs> right just whoops uh so there's a little bit of like nostalgic beat for you now we're gonna cut in we have two segments i want to talk about one checking in uh checking in checking in with malcolm what's frankie muna's up to he's had a crazy fucking life obviously he he was a race car driver for a little bit crashed uh had some issues there what's he up to these days other than strange commercials i'm looking right now he's born december 5th 1985 (laughs) Uh, he's known for his roles in Big Fat Liar, Agent Cody Banks, and Racing Stripes, all classic. Of course. Racing Stripes. God. <laughs> Disney Originals, let's talk about him. He's had a kid. Um, yeah, he's I'm married. Nothing interesting. Yeah, he is married. All right. Well, like as long as he's not I'm like looking, a super right winger, I think that's okay. Um, Let's do a checking in with Brandy. Oh, what's new? He's been, with no, he's what? hello. Well, he's, right been, he's been suffering from severe mental memory loss. Yeah, that was from the race car uh, accident. That's what I was talking about. You didn't know that? Jealousy. Injury had caused memory loss. Hey, you, you cut out now? there for a while. Yeah, yeah. But the, oh, okay. the, the memory loss thing, like I mentioned that. Yeah, the, the, the race car accident. Uh, that was I a big thing. Memory loss, yeah, yeah, he doesn't wild. remember being in Malcolm in the Middle for the most part. Oh, my gosh. The show that made him. He's like, nah, I don't really. Not a lot of that there. Well, he's on Twitter. <laughs> Follow Frankie. He tweeted two days ago. Um, all right, so now let's jump into checking in with Brandy. Yes. What is, is Brandy up to now? Since last week. Still on Queens? Brandy News, pictures and videos, E! Online. <laughs> oh, see the stars of Queens sound off on Girls 5 Eva comparisons. Ooh, I love Girls 5 Eva. <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that show's still going strong. So nothing new yeah. it seems like. Have you checked out her huh? newest album? Oh, you know what? I did. Yet yeah, last week after Baby we, Mama. I didn't listen to the whole, I did not listen to the whole thing. But after you had mentioned that she had a new album, I did go listen to some of it. I Let only listened to Lucid Dreams cuz that just popped up on my Spotify. Solid. I haven't listened to the rest of the album though. I'm looking at it. There are too many tracks on here. Is that an older one? Yeah, that's the that's the that's the complete thing. 
So let me check it out. Let me get the entire album going. From July 31st, 2020. Uh, the B7 album? The B7 album? No, 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 no. Is Bra- That's is... not what you're talking about? No, no. Oh, Baby Mom was just, a, just one single track. I thought she had a whole album. No, they don't want to play no, that. No, no. B B seven is the is her most recent album. Okay, and that's what I had listened to. Uh, I had listened to okay. part of that. We got um, confused. Her voice is so good. Still, I highly recommend everyone check it out. I didn't list, I didn't make it through the whole thing. Just ran out of time. But uh, it's only forty six minutes, so I guess I probably should have. <laughs> well, she also does sing. Like, there's a couple of singles that are from Queens, so like the show. So she's recording stuff yeah. on there too. Yeah. Yeah, B seven. Okay, that was the album. No, I just had the I had the name wrong. Yep, um, the track I listened to. Yep, no, it's from that album. No, I'm not crazy. I just got the Chance name wrong. Chance the rapper is with her on it. Yeah. Yeah, Chance's on there. Um, but you just say Chance like you guys are buds. <laughs> You're on like first name basis. <laughs> you, know, with Chance. you know, me and Chance go way back. Um, yeah, okay. yeah baby mama. I had heard that track too. I thought that was just a single. Yeah, so I've heard a couple of songs from there. Uh definitely recommend it the thing that you forget though is like these people don't stop being awesome right like like britney spears people are always surprised or like madonna right it's like oh how can they keep putting out tracks i'm like well like they didn't stop being talented like that's not how it exactly works. like that didn't just go away <laughs> <laughs> like your voice changes and maybe you can't hit the same notes but when people are surprised when you get stuff like um like rolling stones still doing things like mick jagger it's like no his voice was never in a, like an angels anyways like they can still record stuff a lot of the talent is <laughs> understanding the music anyways but yeah brandy's still doing shit go get the b7 album okay or like how many it? monthly I mean, listeners does she have on spotify that's a four million seven hundred thousand and seventeen seven hundred and seventeen thousand three hundred and eighty nine that's not enough that's not enough we need to see that to get that's to five not enough million. for brandy we got twenty thousand listeners on this podcast let's let's get that up Let, let's let's get that up at least four four million seven hundred and fifty thousand right let's let's get there i know <laughs> that math doesn't quite add up but tell your no, friends at least you know tell your friends <laughs> To go listen to the music. Brandy needs it, okay? Like, are people watching Queens on ABC? I know, like, listen, I know we're the Nostalgia Podcast. And we're always like, oh, we watch everything. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet either. Well, like, I don't have anything I think that streams it, honestly. Because I don't have cable. Listen, listen. Like, if you plug in a Nintendo Wii, uh, it'll work as a digital tuner for your television. You can just pick up ABC. There's a local ABC only, like maybe 15 minutes away from your house you can pick up the signal i just want you to know that i don't have a nintendo wii here you can plug in anything into your coaxial though and it'll be like uh tuner detected <laughs> put <laughs> a fucking paper clip in the antenna. back there yeah because it's, it's a digital signal and you can pick it up pretty easily hi i'm charday and i'm lissa and together we're the, the slovenly trolls we're not your average D podcast we do monthly deep dives on topics like D&D art, the early years of TSR hobbies, and rhetoric, all with cited sources. Think of it like a feminist critique of D&D. Or don't. We're not your moms. Or are we? Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media at Slovenly Trolls. Tune in on the first of every month for new episodes. See you there. And don't forget the number one rule of D&D. Don't be a dick. 
Hi, my name is Terry Smith. You might know me as one of the hosts of Right in the Fields, or perhaps if you've heard some of the crossover content with the Slovenly Trolls. But I also write comic books for Can'tBeKilledCreations.com, and we have our first full-size comic book coming out called Growing Up. Getting older is exciting, moving on to bigger and better things, but what happens to the childish things left behind? Moving on is hard, but that's growing up. From neon-colored folders to action figures to trading cards, growing up shows the final moments of the doomed worlds our toys and childhood machinations inhabit before they are thrown away as we grow up. Available on Amazon and Comixology. Alright. Well, now that we've checked in with Brandy, what are you excited about coming out? <laughs> so, the fucking Lightyear trailer came okay, out of nowhere. Okay, thank you. I'm glad we finally got to this part of the thing, because I've been way, like, on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I'm watching it. So, two things about it. Number one, you watch the trailer earnestly. It's awesome. I'm so excited for it. This is the first Pixar movie that I'm honest to God excited for in a while. I think Onward was the last one that I was like, oh, this looks cool. Like, Soul was still good. Um... Was Luca Pixar? Yeah. Luca yeah, I, I liked it, but like I wasn't excited for it coming out. This is the first one I'm like, I need to see this day one. I'm taking my kids. We're going to go early. see Lightyear. This is going to be fucking awesome. Exactly. Uh, everything about, and like, big fan of uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command as a kid as well. Right. What'd you think? Uh, I thought it was incredible. I love Chris Evans, and I thought that it looked amazing there is no there is no downside to the film for me i also love buzz lightyear of star command and i know that people were like oh this isn't fucking okay whatever shut up shut up people <laughs> out there that are trying to ruin this for everyone else we're excited you should be excited instead of being sad and lonely okay <laughs> goodbye i'm so excited for it i think it's gonna be so good i love the idea of doing these standalone stories i really hope I've seen a bunch of people mention this. This is not unique. I know everyone has this pitch, but I want the ending credits of this to be Andy watching this movie as a reboot of the cartoon he watched. And I want him walking out with his kids being like, oh, that was awesome. But I still miss that cartoon. I'm like, Dad, what is that one? And you see a, like a poster for the movie reboot of Woody's Roundup. Aww. Like everyone has this pitch that's not unique to me, but that is what I want to see. There's a reason why so many people want that pitch, right? Like because it's so good. I mean, Pixar will do something. They'll do something. We'll see something heart, with so. it. Like... I know. But I, I really hope we see something like that. I'm excited to see this. I love the idea of like the first space exploration idea they're going with, you know, like like the beginning of Star Command. I'm getting a lot of yeah. like the Star Trek reboot vibes or like Ad Astra, that kind of thing, where it's like space exploration. Even a little bit um interstellar, right? Yeah. I really Even like the what they're going with it. Shots of him and the cat alone in the thing were giving me like big interstellar or whatever that one with Chris Pratt and Jennifer uh Lawrence was what was that one? Oh, the, that one was not good. Um, no, but you know the concept of like they're totally alone. Yeah, what was that called Travelers or something like that? Yeah, and I think that like Passengers. Being, yeah. Oh yeah, Passengers. It is. It being done where it's like there's gonna be part of it where he might be alone, and it's not all just exploration, and some of it is hard. I think that it's so classic Pixar, like tugging at your heartstrings there 100 percent. like you see animal. like the the love he's bringing to it and the idea he wants to go out but then you see like the aliens fighting him on that planet and he's like getting pulled by the tentacles all that shit the learning to be a part of the team seems like it's gonna be a vibe there where you see that girl like holding out her hand and like they're gonna be partners that looks so neat and a young buzz is just really interesting too yeah because even in buzz like you're a star players. command it was like here's your team they're all rookies you're the veteran right right 
the flack over his hair, the like the, oh. the shockwave heard around the world of Buzz Lightyear's hair. That was it looked good. Although, okay, so here's the other thing I want to talk about. I, I didn't want to get into some nostalgia stuff. I want to talk about um the show a little bit, see if we're gonna get some cameos or whatever. But um following a bunch of like black Twitter stuff, people are like, Oh, Buzz Lightyear's giving some serious like ACAB vibes. Like like there's just like him and all these memes where like Buzz Lightyear would definitely turn off his body cam. <laughs> <laughs> just because of the chin and like like oh buzz lightyear definitely says there's some bad apples but we're not all bad like <laughs> no not buzz but it's so real though like you look at him you're like spot on like oh buzz lightyear would definitely have like a punisher sticker on the back of his spaceship <laughs> I, I would think that, except for he's being voiced by Chris Evans, who is so, like... For sure. No, listen, way. like, that's not so. where they're going to go with it. But when you just look at Buzz Lightyear without the the purple, like, cap, it's like, okay, yeah. I see what they're going with, okay. with this. Yeah, I mean, I see it, definitely. He looks <laughs> like... He looks like, uh, from... Spy from, um, he... Oh, my gosh. My words will not come out. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> But like that just that got me this weekend, right? Yep. Uh, but when it comes to like the actual nostalgia stuff for it, do you think we're gonna get any callbacks to Buzz Lightyear or Star Command? Because that was mostly a Disney product, right? Like Pixar wasn't super involved in that. Yeah, show. I think that was only a Disney product. But also, I think it was only ran for like one or two years, right? Yeah, maybe little... two seasons. I guess possibly yeah. a third. Um, it um, it was it was super popular for a moment. But didn't super launch because yeah. like it, it went to like did the direct to home like DVD VHS movie that led into the series and I liked the series as a kid but I know it wasn't as big that was right around Toy Story two which is like well, height of Toy say, Story right so at the at the at the time it was like you couldn't get enough Toy Story right, right. and so it was like incredible it was the same as like when they did the animated Hercules when they did the animated Aladdin when exactly they did the animated Mer like it was like people just could not get enough of the property so I would like to maybe see a callback but I think that if they're gonna do like if he's just the the rookie right now still I don't know how you get that except I'm, for maybe yeah. like commander or something like yeah maybe some ca like cameo of like the commander obviously like you could see some points where like there's zerg maybe some sort of ai there right like some sort right. of space alien technology right. going to lead into zerg so you're going to get well, some elements like, there I don't know that zerg is even a callback though like because like if this is if this is like the canon right zerg is just there like you know that he's there it's not so it's like i don't and know I don't, this isn't the canon i think this is the new canon right this is the reboot i think zerg is going to be introduced as some sort of element there like a code name kind of thing where it's like this is the ai i'm the z e r g you know that kind of thing i don't yeah, think we're going to see zerg as the darth vader stand in with the canon arm no i love the darth vader stand in <laughs> like i don't think we're going to get that i think it's going to be some sort of stand in for zerg I'm just curious, like, are we going to see, like, Buster, which was the red alien, the bigger guy, like, cleaning floors in the background when they show the Academy or something? Stuff like that. You think they'll show the Academy? I just don't know. That's where I'm, like, I think it'll be an ending thing, if anything. Obviously, this is the beginning of Star Command. Right. That's, yeah. Okay. That's why I'm saying, like, I'm curious if we get, I don't think that we are. I'm curious if we get something like that. That would be really cool um sitting with like zerg i think zerg will be like an end threat type thing and it won't be the fully realized version he'll be like um like do you think they're setting up like a marvel movie where it's gonna be like 
Thanos in the background. You just see like little clips, <laughs> and then there's so many Buzz Lightyears. That no, I'll do this myself. No, I don't think it's going to be anything like that at all. Like I said, I think there's going to okay. be some sort of computer technology type thing that is Zerg. Well, maybe I want it to now be like Thanos. Maybe I want to <laughs> treat Zerg like a because he's incompetent. Like. Well, they could do too. It could be like the Star Trek. Like, like if you don't know your Star Trek canon, the first aliens we met were the Vulcans. So when we achieved um, far enough space flight that we could travel to other worlds, that's when the Vulcans contacted humans of Earth and were like, "Hey, we think you could join our Federation." And that's where um, I wanted to say Star Command came in. That's where the Star Trek, the um, what's the name of the Federation? in star trek galactic star trek no that's i'm sorry that's star wars (laughs) um it is the united federation of planets um so like that's when that got started it was like the vulcans us and a few other people um i think it's gonna be something like that where like they reach out to space and that's when like at the end we see star command really come together and we'll start seeing other aliens and stuff like that because everybody else we saw other than like that one alien planet with like the octopus arm we saw like the tentacles like everybody Mm -hmm. we saw was like pretty generally human in this trailer yeah Uh, yeah i mean and i i guess so so i they're definitely setting up though there will be a second one i like just not even based on this trailer this movie's gonna be big yeah, that's based on the reactions, based on, like, the hype. Because I feel like you don't have to necessarily... First of all, a lot of kids love Toy Story still, but, like, you don't have to necessarily have loved Toy Story or grown up with it, like, for kids, you know, like, your kid's age, to appreciate, like, a space movie. You this know what I'm a saying? a Spaceman like, movie, right? Like, exactly. he's a, he's going to be an astronaut with space. He's going to have spaceships, a cool suit, fighting aliens, fighting, like... Again, potential alien AIs named Zerg. (laughs) Like, we're like, they're going to dig this. I showed my kids the trailer, and they know Buzz. They like Toy Story. But even alone, they're like, whoa, what is this? And then I showed them Buzz Lightyear Star Command. So now they're just as hyped as we are. It's hard to not be. It's hard to not be. I think this is going to be huge. And maybe we're way off. Maybe people are going to watch this and be like, what the fuck was that? But I don't think so. I think this is hope that's not it <laughs> this is on the I, i'm i'm saying it right now this is on the level of toy story 2 because i it was a big deal when they did a sequel to their movies back in the day right like that didn't happen yeah, a lot for that one to be better than the original exactly and so you get something not like Lightyear, which like, is it's what we always talk about on this nostalgia podcast right like not only are you building a property off of another property that's already got hype building you're building a good property off an amazing property and giving it the yeah. love and care like, this is going to be potentially gigantic. This is going to be, like, again, so like the last couple of Pixar movies went to Disney+, Plus, partly because of the pandemic, but partly because the the Pixar standalones have not been doing as well lately. Like, even when Onward was in theaters for a moment, there was some doubt about going to the theaters, but it didn't perform immensely. And Soul, I haven't even heard people talk about Soul even, you know? Right. So yeah, I mean, Soul really got, and I, you know, there was part of it that was like highlighted about the fact that it was about a black man, and then they changed his skin color when he, because you know what I mean, like there yeah, was, that's like, pretty why fucked do you up. Have but... to, why do you always have to like animate, or why can't just a black person be a black person? Was essentially like a lot of the rhetoric around it. So I don't know if that sort of I, th- I definitely think that rhetoric would be around it. Also, like you got a movie for for kids and families about jazz, you you got a little bit of a like a hurdle there, right? Yeah, that's it. It's a niche audience at that point, I think, too. I mean, I love jazz, but, like, it's... But you look at something like Inside, right? 
little white girl just about her feelings and how everyone gets mad like you you have a bigger audience sadly for something like that and again like i don't love all the pixar movies i always think of like good dinosaur like i like that one i cry when i watch it i don't think it's a great film no it's just it's just sad it just does the pixar thing where it makes you fucking sad (laughs) exactly and even like my kids they love it they're just like i'd rather watch lion king like this is the same story as lion king i was like you're correct but my son likes dinos so well yeah that's fair but Um, like but something like lightyear i'm like i think this has way bigger potential yeah i think that i think that for sure it has a lot of potential um i also am excited for speaking of disney stuff encanto yeah yeah um my daughter just watched that this morning or she she watched a different thing am i thinking of the wrong movie yeah it's not out yet it comes out i think thanksgiving i'm thinking of the wrong movie um let me look at the movie my daughter watched this morning it's like a new disney princess i believe oh yeah no i'm thinking of the wrong one uh she watched the maya three Maya in the three. She watched that this morning. Oh yeah, that's on Netflix, right? Yes, she loved it. I'm watching it with her. Like, it was one of those things where, like, very, very, very rarely do I hear them watching something go, "Oh, I need to see that." Other than like, "Is this okay for you to watch?" You know? Right. I'm I'm hearing this story go on. I'm like, I, I want to watch this. (laughs) So I'm like sitting down, like trying to get them ready for school. I'm like, so hold on, who's that? What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Plot to me. But it was it was awesome. I recommend my and the three. But Encanto, like I'm watching the trailer right now. I'm like, okay, okay, this is cool teaser. But yeah, it's a it's a musical, right? They've got Lin uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. They've got Wilmer Valderrama. Wilder Valderrama. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I'm excited. I think it looks. I I am a sucker for a classic Disney, like not necessarily just Disney Princess or Frozen or whatever, but like for a new story you know for sure. uh, it's based, based in columbia too and i think that's and i believe that they're trying to be pretty faithful to, to <laughs> okay um, but yeah Encanto looks good looks faithful i love what they've been doing the last few years with their i get in quotations princess movies or whatever like when you have things like moana frozen even Ray and the last dragon ryan the last dragon is oh, top tier i love that movie so much it's so good i get me and the so kids good. had a blast again like way better role models for my kids to watch like i always yeah. talk about like i i i have a soft spot for some of those classic disney movies but i'd rather my kid be following the footsteps uh of raya or moana rather than like sleeping beauty you know right i mean well the movie yeah it just wasn't really about her even like it's which is why i think that their take on maleficent like it's way more about her actions than... <laughs> right and that's not that nothing can be gleaned from it or that's not a fun watch but like when my kid wants to dress up as somebody, it's like, do you want to be Aurora or do you want to be Moana? Right. And the answer is I want to be Moana. And I was like, do you, do you want to be flat. Elsa who has ice powers or do you want to be Snow White? Right. right. Who falls asleep uh, and has an apple. Like, come on. Yeah. Yep. And that's, so uh, I just, I like these movies, the newer ones they've come out with way, way more. Agreed. Um, I'm also really excited for, on the other side of Disney, Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man. Uh, so every day something new leaks, and I don't know, I try to stay out of the rumor mill, because, like, number one, I don't want to get my hopes up too high, and there's not a lot of credible sources, and also, it's like, I just, I, I want to be surprised. I see everything, some of it is very credible, <laughs> like, some of it is like, I don't care if this happens, I'm just so hyped for it. 
and now with like almost the entire marvel slate being pushed back potentially because of other projects potentially just because it's taking longer to finish these movies with with the pandemic and stuff like i i'm like there's only so much more that we're gonna get for a little while there's gonna be a pretty big gap between far from home and or not far from i'm sorry no way home and anything else we get yeah so it's just gotta be i mean there'll be shows i think the shows are still yeah they seem like i haven't heard any sort of announcement saying that they've been pushed back no Um, just the movies just the movies so like we'll probably still get miss marvel after hawkeye we're still getting she hulk on time from what i understand but then you have things like armor wars and a bunch of other ones uh invasion is another one yeah so like i hopefully those will fill the gaps and we'll keep enjoying them because i've loved all of them so far what if was probably like the my least favorite but i still really enjoyed it i only watched a couple episodes of it so far i haven't finished it but i like the concept like i like the idea behind it yeah um i just i mean it just feels more like a like a saturday morning cartoon it doesn't feel serialized at all it's it, it. yeah like, it gets to a point where it's semi-serialized but it is a saturday morning cartoon 100 percent. those are the vibes it gives off and that's what I would relate it to. Honestly, that's part of why I, I do enjoy it. Even the episodes that aren't my favorite, it gives me the vibes of like watching the Spider-Man 90s show, watching the X-Men yeah. 90s show. And it definitely does, but it just was like, I thought it was going to be... I thought it was going to be something different. Something too. different, yeah. Like, I guess. But I've, I've heard, I mean, so I haven't finished it, but I did read some spoilers. Not really spoilers, but that the ending of it might have implications for the entire universe, potentially. Yeah, it definitely. And it comes together. There's a little bit of some multiverse stuff getting more involved. It is just the last two episodes of it, though, is the thing. Okay, um, so I just haven't got to it. Yeah, it, does, it ties it together. I don't know what I want out of a season two out of it. Um they're doing I, a season two season two of it yep they have they've announced a season two and they actually there was kind of a teaser trailer recently too so hmm. that might not be too far behind because they had to scrap some episodes that they actually did start animating for this first season so like uh later on in the series you see a uh, gamora that had taken down thanos with the help mm-hmm. of a uh tony stark that went to sakaar mm-hmm and uh but like they don't show an episode for them because there was an episode that they had to scrap so um there's already some of it already done so season two is probably going to be quicker turnaround kind of thing i gotcha i wish but, that they would do a second season on star wars visions because i loved it but that's just I, an aside. I could see them doing this star wars visions was performing pretty well i i see a lot of outlets doing stuff on it and even though it was like controversial for like you know you know uh man baby cry babies crying that it wasn't white enough even though star wars was always super duper like inspired by these like japanese films um <laughs> people throwing hissy bits about this makes me laugh so, so hard. yes yeah, so like have you ever seen a kurosawa film because george lucas has <laughs> seen them all probably more than one time i would bet in fact lots of times <laughs> Like, I don't understand, like, how you can look at Darth Vader and then look at anything in Star Wars Visions and be like, oh, not my Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> because the man just wears a fucking <laughs> He's wearing a samurai outfit. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, exactly. Like, how uh, much more? It's a lightsaber. It looks more like a katana than it does any other kind of sword. Like, I just don't understand. But, like, I think we're uh, going to see more Visions in the future. 
like also i think disney has been trying so hard in like honestly george lucas was back in the day too people have been trying to get star wars to be a thing outside of the u.s for so long and it is but when we talk about asian territories like china and japan like star wars never really hit star wars never was that crossover hit when you get something like transformers where it's huge anywhere star wars never made that jump and they were trying a lot of things like they paid serious money for Star Wars, they're gonna make it a fucking thing everywhere if they can. Yeah, exactly. They We're probably get gonna money. get more visions. Uh, I'm excited about the new Jurassic World Dominion bringing back the old cast. <laughs> I wish I could give a fuck, and I don't at all. Okay, Terry, they're bringing back the old cast. I don't care. Like, listen, I got all I needed from the last Star or Star last Jurassic Park from the hearing scene with jeff goldblum that was plenty i got it you got jeff goldblum being jeff goldblum around dinosaurs again i'm good i'm done jeff goldblum sam Neill, and laura dern are all coming that's dope right like i love sam Neill. i love laura dern i don't give a fuck about jurassic park anymore that it's (sighs) like jurassic world like in my opinion bad movie and it's not good it's not good right and like what they tried to do with i get it let's franchise this let's make it a thing but honestly, it's Fast and Furious levels for me. How <laughs> ridiculous. And it's not it's a matter of, oh, I can't we'll jump die. over the hoop or like, oh, there's dinosaurs and they're bad guys. Like, no, no, I get that. I can gloss over all that shit. I just don't think they're good. I just don't have fun watching them. I think they're much closer to Jurassic Park 2 than they are to Jurassic Park 1. Or 3. 3 is good, too. I like 3, but I can I recognize like it's not an amazing film. Well, no, but I like it. I but I definitely like it, and I like it way more than Jurassic World. And when he I, calls Laura Dern from the thing, <laughs> when he called in the, river, the little kid, it's the dinosaur the man calling guard. again. Oh god, yeah. I love that moment. Yep, classic. And it's not a me being an old fogey like oh they shouldn't reboot it. I was super hyped they were bringing back Jurassic Park. I just I I don't like the cast in that, like Chris Pratt and the training of the the Velociraptors. There's a lot of good ideas there. You know, um, Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard doing shit. Like, I, I like the idea with, like, her nephews coming to visit the park. Uh, there's lots of good stuff there. I just don't think it worked. Well, we'll, we'll see, Terry. We'll, we'll see. see. And I know I'm in the minority. People love it. All four. I'm glad you're getting more. My kid, I tried to get him to watch uh, the Camp Crustaceous um, okay. on our Camp Crustaceous. It's not crabs. Crustaceous. <laughs> 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 oh, is it the crustacean period what is the cretaceous camp, camp cre... cretaceous Spe- uh, uh, spell it phonetically for me <laughs> cramp it's, cretaceous it, it... okay i said it right yeah <laughs> not a but crustacean it's cretaceous um yes, but like i tried to get him to watch that on netflix and it was too scary like i thought and honestly i'm watching i'm like are they about to murder these kids with like velociraptors <laughs> and shit and like i don't think they do but like i'm not 100 percent sure because i turned it off because my son was like this is too scary dad yep. so like there, there are parts else? of it i'm like it's cool they're getting more and the people who love it and the dinosaur kids like more stuff like that's awesome it's just not for me Okay, well, is there anything else coming out movie-wise that you're excited for? Obviously, No Way Home. I'm trying to get hyped for Eternals because I love the cast. I think that's just going to be such a weird fit for the MCU. I think, like, honestly, Eternals has always been one of those properties where, like, if it wasn't in the MCU, 
And it if could it, be or like if it wasn't in the six one six, I think it would work better. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many parts that you have to gloss over, and that's all comics, right? Like you gotta kind of do some leaps of logic. Like even with the X Men, right? Like people hate the X Men, but don't hate Captain America, and that's part of their characters, right? Is like they're hated because they're the other. But like the right. Eternals, like you have to jump over. Like they're like, well, we never got involved because we weren't supposed to. And they're like, oh, what about now? And they're like, well, we're breaking the rules. I'm like, you didn't want to break the rules when Thanos was attacking? You didn't want to break the rules when half the world died? You just thought, oh, this is, like, fine. And I think, because, like, uh, spoilers for the comics and potential spoilers for the movie, I haven't seen it. In the comics, they kind of figure out that the that the Celestial that they worked for was a bad guy. They were going to eat humans to power him up. That's why he planted the Eternals and Deviants around the world, was to keep these things alive until they can use them as a battery to bring him back right that's the idea i honestly knowing that right so like when i heard the eternals movie was coming i thought for sure in one of the shows and i honestly thought that they might do it in loki because of the ending um of loki but like i thought they were going to say something like yeah and then he like the deity that they serve is involved and they like it was going to do like a small cameo or a small aside like they find out and then it would be a show exactly right and then the movie they would be like well we didn't get involved because we thought we were doing what we were supposed to but then like we found out the thing but no like that never happened and i I think that's gonna be partly what they find out in the movie right is that they're gonna find that out and then say well we gotta break the rules right because the rules are made by someone who's corrupt that's probably what the plot of the movie is gonna be at least in the second half however in the comic books when they rebooted them recently they made uh a really good change their story that worked way better with why they didn't get involved, which was they they haven't just been in a sleeper cell this whole time. They get reincarnated and then they remember their memories when they go back to their like they're basically their Superman um, Fortress of Solitude kind of thing. They wake okay. up, return there, get all their powers back, and then they're a team again. So exactly, so they're like dormant okay. until they're reactivated. This isn't that. They know who they are. They've been this way for millions of years. And I'm like, ah, that is kind of dumb then because you're asking everybody to go, well, that's cool that they want to help now, but you kind of sucked for a while, right? Like, Kit Harrington has that line in the trailer um, where he's just like, how come you didn't help us before? And they're like, oh, we weren't supposed to. He's like, well, that's not a good fucking excuse. (laughs) Like, I I lost my grandma to Thanos. You can give a shit about granny? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, and Kit Harrington. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I just was going to say, I think that almost setting up was like an anti-hero because who can root for them? That's my point. point where like they keep like they kept calling it out like this is the MCU. Like, oh, we're like the they were the Avengers before the Avengers. I'm like, Except for the Avengers fucking tried to help, man. <laughs> and got their asses beat. But like, exactly. Like, like, I don't know. I don't I don't know how it's going to work. I think it's going to be carried purely on charisma because the cast is so awesome and the director is so, is so awesome. Good, yeah. I think we're going to see some really beautiful shots. We're going to get some really cool stories that's going to be weirdly hampered by the fact it's in the MCU. Like, I think we're going to be looking at it like, this would be a cooler own universe, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or, like, a parallel universe until you see, like, a crossover. Like, it's a totally different, like, like, Thanos hasn't happened on this world. I was like, oh, I could see, when they first announced it, I was like, I could see him doing that, too, right? Like, And then, bam, this is, is like, the big reveal is this is an alternate Earth kind of thing. Right, and then, like, all, and then at the end, something happened, you know, like, some sort of Doctor Strange involvement, some sort of whatever, (laughs) and they pick up on it, and they're like, or even they know about the multiverse the whole time, but they're like, well, we're not supposed to go to another spot until they 
you know, receive some sort of coded message or something. It could be a Nick Fury signal. It could be whatever. And and then they go and then they're like, oh, well, fuck. Like, right. I don't know. Like, I hope I hope that it, like I, I'm proven wrong again. I haven't seen the movie. I'm judging it, you know, before I've seen it. So, like, I hope I'm wrong about a lot of this stuff. I'm still super, like, pumped to see a lot of these characters. Like, Kamel Nanjiani. Like, I, I'm just so excited to see him as a superhero. That's so fucking cool. And you get, like, Selma Hyatt coming back. Like, what the fuck? Like, how yep. does she still look so fucking good? I'm um, excited to see Kit Harrington in, in the MCU. Though, Kit Harrington, I'm super excited for, too, because he spoilers potentially. I guess I don't know if they're going to go this route. Obviously, they're introducing for a reason. Kit Harrington's character in the comic books becomes the Black Knight, which is such yeah. a cool fucking character and introduces some way cooler in- like ideas when it comes to the multiverse stuff because Kit Harrington's character, the Black Knight, um hails from a place or at least his sword does from a place called Weird World. In Weird World's like is MCU's fantasy setting with spoilers oh, nice. for stuff like Conan and shit like that. Right. So, like, there's some really cool implications if that comes about. But until then, it's like, okay, there's 45 people being introduced in this movie. On top of the other weirder shit of, like, why didn't you help us fight anybody? Like, okay, Ultron wasn't a big deal, but, like, these weird shape-shifting horse bad guys are. Like, the deviants (laughs) sound like just another proper noun. Like, there's a lot of hurdles for me for this movie that outweigh what I'm excited for. I think that, honestly, I sort of like the idea of introducing them all at once rather than how, like, the MCU did where everybody got their own movie. Well, you couldn't they, like, do combined. solo movies for all the Eternals. They're not interesting no. enough when it comes to their, at least their, their cannon fodder of, like, uh, source material, right? Right. I just feel like, it because they've already done that, that they're just like, okay, well, and here's this new, like, I like that. Like, I don't have a problem really getting over that. It's really just the, why are you assholes? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, there's something to be said, like, depending on what they do with the X-Men, right? Where it's like, oh, people would hate us if we showed ourselves. So there's something there. Um, with the Eternals, like, I don't know. Like, that's just a big hurdle for me. But, like, maybe maybe it will be able to brush over it. Maybe it will be sold hard enough. Like, maybe if we see them crying enough over people they lost because of the snap or something, showing that that was a big change for them, right? Where, like, they were, like, they were committed. Right. They saw atrocities throughout the world. Like, they didn't help in World War II, right? So it's like, is Thanos that big of a difference, right? And the bigger change now is enough time has passed that now they're human, in quotations, right? Like, they've realized humanity. Um, But then it's like, okay, so World War II wasn't enough, but Thanos was. There's Well, I think... I think part of the argument there, though, just like from a, is like World War Two is self-inflicted, right? Thanos is not self-inflicted. So, Thanos like is as an outside source, is what you're saying. Like, whereas right. like, Hitler, like born and bred Earthling, because... Thanos from a different planet. Right, and that's and that's like sort of what does it for me for all movies when there are like all time things when they're like, oh, why didn't you come and stop Hitler or whatever? And it's like, well, if you're doing it to yourself, and I know that sounds callous. No, but, but I get what you're I'm... saying. Like, if you're looking as at Earthlings as the other. Right, or even just the thing that you're supposed to protect. Like, I can't protect you from yourself. Like, if I come in and start weighing judgment, like, that is, it isn't my place to fight a war in humanity that they are choosing to fight. Like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the third act is going to be, so, like, the deviants are attacking. That's when we're supposed to get involved. So, we're going to get involved with these deviants. And then they're going to find out maybe the deviants aren't so wrong for going against the celestials because the celestials are about to eat humans. And we we like the humans. We're supposed to protect them from the deviants. And then, so like the Eternals 2 essentially is going to be like, let's take down a celestial kind of thing. Right. 
Because I think in the comics, like, it's like a seed. Like, they plant the seed, and then they absorb um, whatever planet that, that, that has cultivated life. The Eternals protect that life until the Celestial's ready to hatch, basically. Right. So, I don't know. Um, I'm excited to hear more of that when it comes to, like, the mythos and, like, the creation of the MCU. I think it'll be cool. Especially yeah. now that we're getting into the multiverse and the timeline stuff with Kang. I think, like, we've seen the end of the universe now, right? It'd be cool to see the beginning. Yeah, I agree. So, I don't know. I'm not as as excited for it. Like, not even close to how excited I am for, like, No Way Home, Doctor Strange 2, The Marvels. Uh, like, a bunch of, those, oh, like, Black Panther 2. Like, I'm, honestly, I, there's some morbid curiosity there with, like, Shuri being an anti-vaxxer and Chadwick Boseman passing. And, like, are they going to bring back Killmonger? Like, I, there's, some, like, I want to know what the fuck they're going to do with Black Panther 2. I kind of yeah. don't care what happens with Eternals. I really, well, I mean, watch the movie. Maybe we will. I guess. Like, I, I got, I hope they prove me wrong. I'm still going to go see it. I'm going to be there day one. I'm still planning on, like, <laughs> I'm still going <laughs> to see it. I got in no way will boycott this movie. I'm not mad about anything like that. And honestly, even if it's mediocre, m- mediocre MCU is still going to be fun for me. Yeah, it's still good. Like, like I don't think Thor 2 is a grand, like, masterpiece. I'll still watch it. <laughs> right. And I bet you this is going to be better than Thor 2. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to not exactly exactly that's what i mean like i like i still think this will be better like it's definitely gonna be better than inhumans like if you ever watch that piece of shit on abc like it will be better than that well i did not ever watch it don't i'm glad that it will be (laughs) i still it still flabbergasts me so the whole thing with the inhumans right is like they're kind of like the x-men but there's different things going on but one of the main characters she has hair powers right medusa's hair it can be animated it can stretch can do lots of shit they shave her head in the first episode Okay, so you said goodbye after that, eh? I, no, I watched the whole thing. But, uh, because <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> but it wasn't good. Nothing was good. Like, that was just, like, that That starts it off. <laughs> just, that's where we started. And, uh, exactly. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Oh, <laughs> God, we're here. And I hope, like, of all the things, like, I'm fine if they're going to mix and match canon. Like, they're, they're bringing Venom into the MCU, and I think the Venom universe kind of sucks. But, like... Not all comic books are good, right? And like, not like a lot of the Venom comic books aren't good. Uh, I mean, so we're gonna start getting mediocre movies. It's they can't keep the level of of uh, quality that high for that long. It's just it's not a thing that's feasible. Issuing a challenge? Are you throwing down the gauntlet? I would love it. I would love it. They prove me wrong. But like, as you tie in more and more things, is that come like now that Kevin Feige's over everything, I could see it being more consistent. But, like, that leads to, like, are they going to bring in Charlie Cox's Daredevil into No Way Home? So then does that canonize the show? Because I like Daredevil. I thought Iron Fist was crappy. I'd like a better version of Iron Fist. But are we going to get that? Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. You know, like, I and there are parts of the Iron Fist show that I liked. Like, like I liked season two a lot more. And I liked where, the, where season two ended. I don't want to spoil it, I guess, if you're going to watch Iron Fist season two. But, like, they passed the baton a little bit. And they showed off that other people were the Iron Fist, which is the Immortal Iron Fist is an amazing comic. Matt Fraction's run is awesome in the comic books. But Danny Rand isn't the most interesting character. I have nostalgia and fond memories of him growing up with Danny Rand and Luke Cage and the Heroes for because that's where i got started with comic books i think they can make a much better version of him in the mcu not straddled with the bad show that was on netflix 
And yeah, I mean, so if you but canonize I... these things, it's like, well, does that ruin us getting a better property? But once again, I think that with, like, especially, I'm interested to see what happens with Multiverse of Madness. Like, I think that a lot of, you can work around a lot of the issues that you're sort of. Right, that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, are we going to get, like, oh no, Charlie Cox is still Daredevil, but the show isn't really canon. Right? Let's say, okay, that'd be cool. Then we could get, like, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin without all of the baggage of, okay, Jessica Jones season one was awesome, season two was eh right the defenders sucked you know <laughs> like like we can right, work around yeah. some of this shit like i i hope that's the case i hope we can do stuff like that and you have a good point that's the same reason why i'm excited for the flash movie i don't like a lot of the dceu i it'll, i think it'll be really awesome to see how they reboot it with the flash movie like with their flashpoint paradox I think that's something, like, we, we talk a lot about the mcu here like i'm very excited for the upcoming slate of dceu stuff because of flash yeah, I um, I'm also excited just for the uh, Matt Reeves standalone Batman. I Im- oh. immense. I'm more honestly, weirdly enough, like I, I know I'm a Spider-Man guy. I'm more excited for Matt Reeves Batman than I am for No Way Home. I I'm I'm the most excited I've been about a DC thing in a hot second. In, like um, four really a let decade, me down. I Wonder think Woman. for me. Yeah, it's I'm very excited. So. Because like I think like Dark Knight Return or Dark Knight Rises was the last time I was really hyped for a Batman movie. I mean I was I was hyped for Batman vs Superman. I was like they're gonna prove me wrong and they didn't. Um I was I was hyped <laughs> for Ben Affleck solo like because I actually liked his Batman. And they they ruined that. Uh, like you know what I mean? Like I I've, I've been burned so many times now because of that. Right. And like Joker was fine, but it was just like watch watch the King of Comedy or whatever. It, like it, you don't need to watch joker i think joker was a little bit overrated i think it's a different character completely i think it was definitely overrated a hundred thousand percent overrated i don't think it's like, a bad film i think it is a good film i just when people are like oh it's a masterpiece okay like watch taxi driver no i think it's a good i think it's a good film i think it would be a, a good film if it wasn't about the joker also i think right, it would be a I, better film yeah I, I definitely think so when <laughs> i think like the glorification it's like when people like uh I, I I've turned a little bit on Dave Chappelle recently, but he's got a really good line where he used to talk about why he left the Dave Chappelle show is like the people yeah. were laughing at those jokes. They were doing the wrong laugh. Right. Right. And that's a little bit with the Joker. It's like the wrong people are looking at it. It's the same thing with Punisher, right? Like when you think about all those cops, the Punisher, Punisher I was badge. just going to say that. And it's like literally they've the kind of ruined the Punisher character. Like Punisher is not a good guy. The Punisher and is a bad guy. And he straight up will tell you that he's not a good guy. <laughs> and, like, in recent years, like, the writers have, like, just had him, like, attacking cops and be like, what the fuck are you doing wearing my bed? You're supposed to be better than that, right? And right. when you see and these the people point. who are like, oh, I love the Joker, I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, like, you're not supposed to at all. You're not supposed to identify. That's why every time I see, like, a Joker and Harley Quinn costume, like, combo, I'm like, listen, I get it, right? Like... But it's problematic. It's, it's, it, it's, it is, and I don't. I don't like how how much people were like, "Oh, I loved that." Like what he did. And I'm like, no, like come on, guys. Like he is a bad yeah. guy. Like who the fuck is rooting for Lex Luthor? Well, somebody is. Right, right, right. It's when you identify with the bad guys on that those levels. I'm like, I think that I, you're getting the wrong message from this. I think that's part of like the problem of having a standalone quote-unquote villain movie though without a hero right like then you end up being like oh because like i mean there are times that villains have good points right and there are times that like 
you're like, yeah, you know what? Like, I can understand where this is coming from. But the hero always or almost always tries to come about it in a different way or, like, reminds you that, like, we had these morals and principles. And when you just take that out and it exists in a vacuum and it's just the villain who is, has some good points, but, like, not enough that you should be fucking idolizing him. Well, that's because the you don't thing is, like, to, like, you can get into a Joker standalone without idol worship. And, like, there's a, there's a standalone Joker comic where, like, does not paint him in a positive light. He's the protagonist of the story. He's not a good guy. You don't root for him. It's it's almost it's like, like lingering on these horrible moments just from his point of view. It's a very good comic in its own world, though. And, like, it shows how fucked up it is. Um, and it doesn't at all make you sympathize with the Joker. Like, yeah, it's a doable it's thing. I think that's part of the problem is the movie does make you sympathize like on a mental health level, especially for sure. Like for it, sure. it does. And it's like, that's not, first of all, that's not really the Joker. Like, at, it's at not, that and point. that's not always super accurate to like, especially like his specific mental health issues that they portray in the film aren't quite accurate. Yeah. And, no, and, exactly. but also well, like the idea that's like, Oh, good for him. It's like, well, that's just because like, you know, Thomas Wayne sucks in that movie doesn't mean that's the solution, right? Like, eat the rich, well, for sure. Go on massive murder spree of some people that are innocent, too. Mm. Yeah, it just, I mean, it just becomes, like, just too, like, self-serving. It's like, I can picture myself being the hero. and It's, it's very, like, and I don't want to say this to, like, lump them together, but it's very incel-like, almost. Like, no, it definitely is. It's, ang it's like, angry white man syndrome. Is what it is. It's, it's like no. See, look, like, like oh, we're I being can... put down in society. Let's rise up. Yeah. Like, well, we've already risen up. We we're as high as we could be. Like, is this is unnecessary to a certain point? And again, like I, we're shitting on the movie. Like I thought it was the worst movie ever. Like I don't. I think it was a good. No, film. I don't think it's the worst movie ever. It's it's more disturbing to me the way that people have fetish. Yes, it that I think that's that that's a better way to put to it. Me. Is like the reception. Like, because I, I watched it, and I was like, yeah, this is good. I mean, it was not my favorite. Like I said, it was not my favorite. I was kind of, like, dis <laughs> disinterested, I guess, almost after a little while. Like, it was it felt kind of boring, and then I was, like, feeling sad. And I was like, I don't want to feel sad about this. <laughs> like, and then the reactions to it, though, made me like, listen, I do not like this. 100%. Ah, well, on that dour note, let's jump into Kevin Bacon and wrap this shit up. We're going to wrap it up already? You don't want to talk about the final season of Ozark? You don't want to talk about Haw <laughs> Hawkeye? You don't want to talk about anything else? I'm excited for Hawkeye. I just started watching Ozark. I like it. It's like an off-brand, generic version of Breaking Bad, but it's still fun. Um, I like Jason Bateman. I, I, I love Jason Bateman. Honestly, I love yeah. everybody. That's part of why I watch it. I love the cast. Yeah, the cast is so good. Um, But like, I don't think it is a perfected show by any means. Um, no, of course not. But <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, but yes, like let's wrap it up here. We can do more episodes like this. If you like this, you know, let us know, subscribe, comment, all of that stuff. Check out our other content, patreon.com slash can't be killed creations. Head on over to can't be killed creations.com. Again, they'll drop the reviews. We, it helps us out a lot. If you want to contact us, can't be killed creations at gmail.com. You can let us know. Um, and with all of that said, let's jump into Kevin Bacon. Who do you have for me picked, today? I haven't picked a character yet. Um, I am going to look up the cast of the Eternals. I might do somebody from there. Okay. For you, I Not am picking Selma Hayek from the Eternals. Oh, so you are also picking from the Eternals. I wasn't. I was going to go with Joaquin Phoenix, but I don't want to talk about the Joker anymore. So, <laughs> Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I was going to do, uh, I didn't know Harry Styles was going to be in this movie. 
Yeah, it's like a you get Harry Styles. <laughs> He's supposed to be Star. Is it Star Fox? I Star can't Fox. His name. Yeah, that's uh, that's Thanos's brother. Okay, well, I just want you to know that you get to do Harry Styles now. So. <laughs> Has he been in shit other than like oh, Eternals? No, that's fair. Not that's yet. fair. I don't think he's been in any movies. Okay, um, you can do Kit Harrington then. How's that? Is okay. That oh, okay. I like Kit Harrington. That's that's like harder than you think, right? Like, uh, no, I mean, obviously Game of Thrones, but, but anyone I, see I, that I, that I... sweet movie Pompeii? You see Pompeii? <laughs> Why do you say it that way? It's the only way to say it. it. Pompeii. Because no one else did. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that movie in theaters. I was the only person in the in the theater. <laughs> and after seeing it, I understand why. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. <laughs> oh, it does not does not hold up to expectations of Pompeii. <laughs> Don't i do i do have to say it that way that's how you pronounce pompeii actually that's the only way to do it properly (laughs) oh man okay anyway sorry oh sorry for that (laughs) just uh, i'm excited i'm excited to see the sequel of pompeii that's gonna be good okay well anyway Uh, is it not canon (laughs) i just i just I can't stop laughing at the way you were saying Pompeii. Pompeii. All right, so I'm gonna. So don't say anything funny here. I'm gonna let, okay. let's do let's do our stuff and come back when you're ready. Okay. I already have. I already have mine. Oh, you already have yours. I love Selma Hayek. Yeah. Oh, I love. It. Okay, go ahead. Jump into it because I can do mine live. I can. I can. Okay. I can... So Selma Hayek was in Wild Wild West, Ooh. the best movie of all time Ooh. with Will Smith. The Fresh Prince himself. May, like, listen, I'm going to disagree with you. The best movie of all time. One of the best themes of all time, though. Oh, my God. Such Will Smith theme. at the height of his power I wonder, doing movie themes. Yeah, I wonder um, if it was on an album, if he did the whole thing soundtrack. Let me just look real quick. Wow, wow, West. There is a whole soundtrack. Black Street's on there. Uh, yeah, Enrique Black Street's on there. But, like, uh, on there. Cisco's band is on Wow, Wow, West really yeah i mean cisco was like featured prominently in the wild wild west video but it was his entire band huh interesting what was the name of it yeah he's in a boy band i don't know if you know that about cisco i did you told me that oh really (laughs) yeah yes you told me that um so anyways so Salma hayek was in wild wild west with with will smith will smith who was in men in black with tommy lee jones who was in jfk with kevin bacon Oh, so that's three, right? Uh, yeah. Two. Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh no, that's two. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Nice. That that was a good one. Um, that was, I mean, it was easy for me when you gave me something. I was like, perfect. If I can get right. to Will Smith, I can do this. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Kit Harrington. Like I'm thinking, like okay, so there's a lot of stuff going on with Game of Thrones, Pompeii. Uh, <laughs> uh, who was in Eternals? Like, okay, all right, give me a second. Give me a second. Um, I'll, I will pause it here so I can edit out my thinking process because I was too too excited that you were already ready with Salma Hayek. Sorry. No, you don't have to be sorry. You're fine. Trying to run through the movie um pompeii in my head 
why? There why would you do that to yourself that, there might on be a Monday? People in that movie that did shit. I think maybe Kiefer Sutherland is the only person I can remember from that film that actually did anything. I can't remember anybody else in that movie. What the fuck? <laughs> I want you to know that I'm staring at an Oracle of Bacon uh, thing for Kit Harrington right now, and it uses Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know that. I got mine because if I'm wrong, like tell me, I I remember Kiefer Sutherland being in Pompeii. Am I? Is that a fact? Yes, that's correct. Okay, yes. cool. Just because, like, the thing is, is like some of the act, like again, Pompeii, not a great movie, as you've heard me no. jest. But I remember Kiefer Sutherland being in it. Well, like, but was he? Because that, sometimes I just picture Kiefer Sutherland in bad films, like. <laughs> Oh, that's fair. <laughs> but I do know Kiefer Sutherland was in Flatliners with Kevin Bacon. So he was also in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. Oh shit! He was. Oh man, he was so good in A Few Good Men. He's so good in. Can that. we yeah, change exactly. mine? Because I don't like Flatliners that much. I do like A Few Good Men though. Yeah, it's can, same same score, but I just like I want the that record was what, to show. Immediately when you said Kiefer Sutherland, I was like A Few Good Men. Yes, but obviously, right? One. But um, <laughs> I forgot. I, so many people. Uh, Demi Moore. Oh god, Kevin Pollock. A few good men is so fucking good. Jack Nicholson, it's so good. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one for Kevin Bacon. Like, it's good for like the '90s version. And then I always do, obviously, Crazy Stupid Love if we're doing something like mid 2000s. You know who like is strangely star-studded is if you look at um Hollow Man, like mid 2000s, really bad horror movie with Kevin Bacon. Like Josh huh. Brolin's in that. Really? Yeah, it's like Doctor Josh Brolin, like before he was always hunky. Like, it's one of the few things I saw him in between, like, Goonies and, like, his revival now was Hollow Man. Is Hollow Man the one with Nicolas Cage, or is that something else? The one with the bee thing or whatever? No, you're thinking of Wicker Man. Hollow Man Wicker is Man. about this, like, research institute that is messing around with, like, turning people invisible. And uh. Kevin Bacon gets turned invisible, but also goes crazy when he gets turned invisible. And he's, like, a bad uh. guy. And he's, like, feeling up girls and assaulting them. And, oh like, and like murdering people it's not a good That's film not and not bacon a good thing for kevin bacon but it's not the kevin bacon i know not the kevin bacon you know kevin not bacon's actually kevin bacon. been in quite a few scary movies flatliners obviously is a scary movie like because it messes around with like okay like they stop their hearts they go like the ghost world kind of thing but like hollow man mm -hmm. is a straight up like bad slasher movie kind of thing and there's a few more too kevin bacon's fucked around with some horror stuff obviously tremors well, yeah, Tremors is so good. But yeah, so that's uh, what's that? One step removed for Kit Harrington? Kit Harrington to Kiefer Sutherland? Oh man, look at yep. that! Look at that! Throwing yep. elbows, man! Our, Throwing elbows. Our current, our current score, if you care to know. Is yes, eight please to 10. catch the people up on the current score. You're winning. It's eight to ten. Terry's winning. <laughs> Who could have guessed? Well, I had a, I had a bad one. <laughs> you had, you <laughs> had, had a good bad. lead for a while there, though. Like I will no, say, I like, you were whooping me at the beginning. You I had, had me in the first half. Okay, you had me. I ain't gonna lie, that has the first half. <laughs> uh, uh. But that's where we'll wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening. Catch us next time. Check out some of our bonus shit, okay? Head on over to the Patreon, please. Even if you don't pay us any money, just go click on it. <laughs> <laughs> just go click on it. <laughs> uh, this has been Right in the Fields, and we're out. An oxygen! There we go. Okay.